Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. We are just waiting on Mr. Danny Limelight to join us momentarily. Uh, I guess he forgot what today was. All good. Oh, man, I can't I didn't know you guys could see the Doritos back here. Oops. <laughs> I've been eating healthy, except for the Doritos. So what's up, everybody? This is J-Cal. This is the uh, Sessions with J-Cal, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. Your number one source for news and information. And uh, we are currently waiting for our pal, Mr. Danny Limelight, who uh, I guess was just a little bit preoccupied. Uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though, because uh, he's a good guy. We like Danny Limelight. Let's talk about 
the success that Danny Limelight has had in the world of professional wrestling. Of course, uh, we've talked about this story before, so we don't need to rehash it with Danny. But uh, Danny Limelight started out here in a local wrestling promotion near San Diego uh, where he was uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps. Danny Limelight is former uh, military, former Marine. Uh, in fact, he was even a, uh, a drill sergeant at one point. And uh, not that I'm putting that down for anything. Uh, God bless the military. But um, Danny Limelight uh, always had this dream of, of becoming a professional wrestler, found a school. And when he was at that school, apparently he rubbed people the wrong way. Maybe it was a swagger. Maybe it was natural gift of gab. Maybe it's just his ability to get over in professional wrestling. And uh, they actually kicked him out of the wrestling school. It's a real wild situation. And again, I don't know all the pieces to it, but uh, a lot of people uh, that I knew then and I know now were kind of shocked by that because Danny Limelight, again, is such a prolific speaker and he was learning the tools of the trade in professional wrestling. He was already pretty much ready to go. And he had started wrestling matches. And uh, long story short, he took a booking in another town and won. And that was not okay for uh, the promotion that he's working for. So long story short, Danny Limelight started looking elsewhere and started getting dates everywhere. Danny Limelight would start wrestling all across Southern California. And then it wasn't just California because Danny started wrestling everywhere. And I mean like everywhere. Now, if you look at so, if you look at Cage Match, it has Danny Limelight wrestling some 259 matches since his debut. <clears throat> he didn't make his way into the championship wrestling from Hollywood until about 2016, and uh, he joined Championship Wrestling from Hollywood as a tag team under the guise of uh, Los Primos Rivera, which is Danny's last name, who was teaming with Gino Rivera. Uh, they would join Championship Wrestling from Hollywood um, as a duo and would wrestle as a tag team for a short time before uh, Gino Rivera uh, left the uh, the area. In that time, Danny would go on to wrestle for Baja Stars, wrestle for FCW Finest City Wrestling, um, would end up wrestling from some dates in Empire Wrestling Federation, UIPW, uh, would get dates with the crash that's that lucha libre company tijuana has close connections to both uh triple a and southern california wrestling promotions i uh, would spend time uh some more time in the empire wrestling federation uh it really worked everywhere he could in southern california as the time would progress uh danny would just keep uh, plugging away getting those dates start he would start showing up everywhere and that's when he really started to take off when he showed up in a championship wrestling from Hollywood as a singles competitor, uh, people really start taking notice of him. And when you, if you go and look at some of his matches in the early days of uh, his, his single run in championship wrestling from Hollywood, again, like these are coming off of dates where he was working with the crash. He was working in the local Indies out here in Southern California. Uh, but then he really kind of doubled down on his Hollywood bookings around 2019 and, um, he had some great matches with Royce Isaacs for the United Wrestling Network television title. Some great matches against Adrian Quest. Uh, competed in the PP3 Cup that year. Um, and really started to kind of find his groove in the United Wrestling Network. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, uh, he was one of the uh, featured members of the 
of the roster of that championship wrestling from Hollywood roster where he and uh, he and uh, uh, Papo Esco had formed the bodega and really started impressing people as a tag team wrestler. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of wild to think about what would have happened to Danny Limelight had he stayed in, in his original home promotion. He might not have ever really blown up the way that he did, but ever since, like, I mean, he's, managed to find dates with AEW. He's ended up working, um, like we said, uh, United Wrestling Network all over. Uh, he's worked in the Atlanta area, the Arizona area, <clears throat> and has been like just popping up everywhere. Uh, he's even wrestled some matches in, uh, in for Impact. He, uh, he, he challenged uh, Jake Christ in an Impact X Division scramble match five-way with Ace Austin, Adrian Quest, um, Trey Miguel, um, obviously, he didn't win that title, but he was there. He started competing for PCW, uh, working with Santino Brothers, um, then was getting dates in Florida, ACW, again, back in San Diego. and just kind of bouncing around, started working more regularly in Vegas. And it wasn't until 2020 during, again, the pandemic where he started getting opportunities to wrestle in uh, New Japan Strong. In fact, he was, <laughs> oddly enough, he's already wrestled and defeated Jordan Clearwater it was on episode four of New Japan Strong Road to Fighting Spirit Unleashed uh, in the friendly confines of the Ocean View uh, Pavilion in Port Wainini, California, where he defeated Jordan Clearwater. To be, uh, there was no title involved. Obviously, both of them were relatively uh, new to New Japan Strong. And that's when things started really uh, kicking off. So I see you guys are talking about avocado, and I can't believe you say no to avocado. You just say yes. Avocado is amazing. <clears throat> the tag team of him and, and Papo Esco kind of took off. There were two uh, Puerto, Ric Puerto Ricans. Did I say that right? Puerto Ricans. And I know Dave Marquez, who was also Puerto Rican, had a hand in putting that team together. Uh, they meshed so well. They brought in Slice Boogie, did the whole Freebird rule, whereas a tag team as United Wrestling Network tag team champions. Uh, any member of the trios can defend the tag titles. Papo Esco and and uh and uh papo esco and slice boogie had defended the titles uh danny limelight and boogie defended the titles out in atlanta and of course that's when that makeshift tag team that 5150 kind of became more of a regular tag team so after the defending the titles uh in atlanta and again in hollywood they ended, eventually lost the titles to midnight heat uh they would go on to danny limelight and uh Slice Boogie would go on to wrestle for MLW. MLW, they had a short run where they win the tag team titles. It was a pretty cool moment uh, as he was, uh, well, there's the man right there. We'll bring Danny on right now. Uh, Danny's in his car. So uh, what is up, Mr. Light? How are you, sir? How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me and see me good? That's a dope jacket you're wearing. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Limited edition. one of one of one, you feel me? <laughs> You're representing the brand right there. What's going on? Always, always. You know, you know what it is, man. I'm out here representing United Wrestling, my home. You know. So we were, we were just. Uh, I was stalling, and I was talking about, you know, how you were able to. <laughs> we, we, because you've been on the show. Like I think now you and Adam Pierce are tied for the most times on the show. Uh, That's a good person to be tied with. Right, you, you, Dave Marquez, and Adam Pierce, and. uh you know, over the years, we've person. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about your time in, uh, you know, SoCal Prom. It's going to come on today, man. 
okay. you trained there. You got your you got your ears wet there. And yep. you know, I'm one of these guys that believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Me too. You you left there under kind of negative circumstances, but ever since your career kind of taken off. What do you think would have happened to you if you would have stayed there? Like, and I'm not trying to put any talent down, but how would your what would your career tra- trajectory look like? Honestly, man, let's look at let's look at it like this because you know what I have a lot of a lot of people not a lot I have some homies that I still got mad love for that that came from there you know like yeah Jordan Cruz Jordan Cruz was originally from SoCal Pro Judez Judez SoCal Pro SoCal Crazy uh, SoCal Crazy trained me he's the one I give the most credit to but the stuff that I learned while I was there um, Hunter Freeman. But really, I can't think of anybody else, one. And two, out of everybody that came out of that school, and this is not me trying to sound cocky or anything like that, but we're going to call a spade a spade because we're talking about it anyways, right? Yeah. I've done the most in this business by a fucking mile. And I think that Judez is going to have a great career. I think Jody Cruz is going to have a great career. Um but in the, I started when Jude did. I started after Jude did, you know. Um, but I got a lot of love for those guys. I think they're going to have great careers. I think they're great wrestlers. They have a bright future. Um, but, yeah, I think that if I would have stood in that school, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, nothing would have came because I always feel like I was destined for more than just independent wrestling. Like, I never knew what independent wrestling was. We've had this conversation before. Like, I never yeah. knew what indie wrestling was. I wanted to be on TV. So – Eventually, I would have got to United Wrestling, or back then it was Championship Wrestling Hollywood, regardless. Yeah. I think me leaving the school got me there faster. I think Marquez grabbed me faster because of the circumstances. You know, <laughs> you know very well. well. And let's be, on, let's be honest, Dave Marquez, one, never strayed from controversy, and two, is a little bit of a shit stirrer himself, you know? You should know what, man? I, and I, I love Dave, and, and I say that. I, right? lo- I, love, I love that man because he's never done me wrong. Um, I, I hear, you know, people talk and I've been in plenty of locker rooms where people have mixed feelings, mixed emotions to say. They talk about exposure bucks. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I'm not getting paid exposure bucks there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's let's be real. I'm not getting exposure bucks. When I started, sure. But it was those exposure bucks that taught me how to wrestle on TV. I'm a TV wrestler. You don't really see me on independent shows like that. One, because your favorite indie wrestler probably don't like me and don't want me on the show. Two, because I probably said no to the promoter anyways. Yeah, I want to wrestle on TV. That was always my goal. So I wouldn't have stood in that school long anyways. You know, and, and I think that, of course, you know, I, I strive in adversity, whether it was in pro wrestling or the Marine Corps or growing up in New York. Like, I think that that kind of pushed me forward. Yeah. But if you remember correctly, I took a break for two years after that. Yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't until I came back and went back to United Wrestling and started, you know, I did the New Japan tryout. I made my debut in New Japan. Then I went to AEW, then MLW. You know, like, things just started rocking and rolling for me. And I think that, um, as I said time and time again, a big part of that is credit to David Marquez because he gave me the chance when no one wanted to book me. He gave me the chance when I came back to wrestling and put me on TV. And the amount of money he spent on having me on his TV program for the last seven years, something I'll be forever grateful for. I know how to wrestle TV because of his show. Whether people want to admit it or not, the things you learn at that company, how to work the cameras, where to find the red dot, you know, how to 
cut promos for TV without having to curse. Like, all that stuff, like, I learned there, you know? And I don't think I would have learned that at SoCal Pro. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and, and not to, uh, like, I look, you don't need me to tell you anything. You 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 know where you stand in United Wrestling Network. You know who you are. But I asked Dave I'm Marquez. The I'm the face of the company. No well, I, I, I flat out asked the man. I said, hey, who's the best talker you got? And he looked. He goes, limelight. I'm like, yeah, you think? So, but don't. Don't 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 be throwing that around because you know the, the twelve people that no, watch it's, it's only gonna it's only gonna be thrown around once you post this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is live. You're live I, right I, now. Oh, even better. Oh, what's up, me hand to everybody tuning in. What's good? What's good? We got any yeah. comments in the chats? If so, drop them questions. I'm answering everything. I'm here, with my boy J Cal. I'm an Alliance blog member. I want to get you a I, shirt, I, man. I, feel, I, I was just you read my fucking mind. I was literally about to say I need a shirt or something, bro. Well, I need to start I, rocking them. See, I wanted to get you one for Sunday, but I, I won't get one fast enough. But maybe we get you uh, one for January. Yeah, for the red carpet rumble. Let's see. I plan, uh, on, be- I plan on beating Jordan Clearwater, and I plan on facing Eddie Kingston at the red carpet rumble. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that, but uh, we'll, Willie, get, we'll get to all that. Willie Bowen says, I wish Danny Limelight was in the NWA. He could have beat Sion for the National Heavyweight Championship. You, do you follow the NWA at all? I know I know. in the past we've talked about it. We talked yeah, about the I don't, heavyweight title, but do you, you know there's a lot there's the there's a lot of obviously the junior heavyweight championship would be my my first priority as soon as I would step through those doors. But we've talked about it. I know a couple of people there, you know, Jordy Clearwater, you know, as much as I hate the dude and I gotta whoop his ass on Sunday, like he's doing some amazing things over there. You know, he's a kid that you know I I've I've wrestled once before in New Japan Strong um two years ago. And He's somebody who's evolved, who's grown, who's who's took his game to the next level. And, and and I think that the NWA is a perfect fit for him. Me personally, I've never been contacted. I've 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 reached out, never heard back. So hey, maybe I'm not their cup of tea, but I'm also not a lot of people's cup of teas. I'm most of these people's shot of Hennessy, you know. <clears throat> There's an expression I heard on this internet that I use for my wife all the time. It's like uh when people say, you know what, uh, you're a little too much for me, right? It's like, well then go find less. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Go find less. I would love to be there, though. I would love to walk through those doors just for, you know, it's, it's, it's a historic company. I feel like I could have a lot of good matches with a lot of people there. Um, I feel like I could, I could adapt to any wrestling style. You know, I can do it all. So it doesn't matter who I'm in the ring with. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, I, I could more than handle myself on a microphone with whoever they got. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it, like when you look at that company, you've already got some friends there. Of course, Kratos wrestles there. You have the aforementioned Jordan Clearwater. Um, I know that you guys stood across the ring from each other uh, last month, you and Homicide, but he was the junior heavyweight champion for a while. That was a match I was calling for. I, I had my list. You were on it. B-Boy was on it. There was a lot of guys that I thought Homicide, if, if they give him the opportunity, could have uh, had some really good matches with some guys out here in SoCal. Absolutely. I'm going to be standing across the ring from Homicide Sunday, too. Matter of fact, I'm running double duty Sunday. That's that, that's in the that's in the bio, man. I this how I sell this how I sell it. That's how I sell it. I said, uh, let me pull it up here. It's on my screen. December eleventh, business <laughs> up for Danny Limelight, pulling double duty. The former MLW World Tag Team Champion, the former IWA Puerto Rico Tag Team Champion, the former UWN Tag Team Champion has two explosive matches signed for the eleventh. First for New Japan Strong. Homicide reunites with Eddie Kingston to team with David Finley to battle Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, the newly acquired Bobby Fish, and Danny Limelight. Bobby Fish attacked Homicide in the closing moments of the matchup with Homicide and Limelight. 
that's kind of what sets the tone for this matchup. That's Win, awesome. lose, or draw, Danny Limelight then travels nearly two hours south to Irvine to wrestle the United Wrestling Network world champion Jordan Clearwater. Clearwater defeated the former champion by way of the red carpet rumble benefit. Clearwater has held that title for nearly 200 days and has been reinforced with Prince Nana's embassy. He's fought against the likes of Chris Adonis, Frankie Kazarian, Colt Cabana, and Carlito to keep that title. Danny's got a steep challenge ahead of him. But before Bloody Sunday, Danny will join the sessions with Jake Howell to discuss MLW, New Japan Strong, and Championship Wrestling, and so much more. See Hell how? yeah. I play you, brother. Man, you fucking put me over, bro. We, look, Thank you, you. got to do Look, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get back to tag team wrestling because as let's much as it. you are a single star, you started off, uh, at least in the United Wrestling Network, with your cousin, you know, Primos Rivera's Gino. Mm-hmm. What happened to that group? How come you guys uh, didn't remain a tag team? Was that him leaving, or was that just Marquez saw a different uh, picture for you? No, nah, I, I think it had something to do with him leaving. He moved um, at the time. He uh, he bought a house for his family. You know, shout out to him doing the family guy thing. Well, that's... Um, I do feel like we had a good chemistry. I thought we had, you know, a good... I was still very young in the business, obviously. Yeah. Um, I felt like we had a good thing. I was, I just feel like it, there there was a there was a ceiling on that team, you know. Um, I just felt like there was certain things that we could have did differently. I wish there were certain things we did differently, but you know, it it it, it died out before it even had a chance to really pick up the steam. Um, from there, where do we go? From there, we went the singles route for a while. Yeah, you know. Um, See, I, I, I pride myself on being a singles wrestler. I pride myself on being a tag team wrestler. And I'm even, I take a lot of pride in being a faction wrestler. You know, I, I, I'm somebody who could fit into any any mold and make it work. And and that's the thing. And that's uh, that's what makes you such a versatile talent because, I mean, look, and again, I don't need to tell you any of this stuff. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know or that these people in the chat don't already know. You got the mic. You got the in-ring in skill. But then you're able to blend your single style of wrestling into tag team wrestling, and you pull that off again with, uh, you know, when we watch you in the ring with with Papo Esco, the bodega was fucking dominant. Pardon my French. You guys did very well together as a tag team, and so much so even when they brought in Slice and you guys did the whole Freebird thing, like it didn't miss a beat when you were in Atlanta taking on those two big dudes. You guys, yeah. you guys held your ground. You know what I mean, like. I was there. I literally flew to see you, and I was hoping it was going to be Popo, but I got no problem with Slice, but I wanted to see yeah. see the OGs. And I flew out to see that show, and, and I was very impressed with uh, what you guys were able to do in the ring against, uh, I can't remember the tag team name. God. It was, um, this. They used, to be, they used to be called the Ascension. Yeah, yeah. And, and those dudes are big dudes, good tag team. They, they, yeah, they had a good match, too. Yeah, that, um, it was a great time. I I really enjoyed that match a lot, and I think that was really when me and Boogie started to really start rocking and rolling, and we kind of let Papo drift off to go do the singles thing, so he could go become TV champion. And me and Boogie, it just made more sense once we went to MLW. Right. Quickly, quickly became MLW World Tag Team Champions. The fifty-one fifty. Just as fa- Yep. Just as fast as we as we became the tag champs at MLW, we flew to Puerto Rico and became tag champs there. How did okay? So how did that all like? Obviously, this stuff doesn't just fall into your lap, right? Like somebody's yeah. watching, somebody's making phone calls. 
you know, I don't know if you have an agent for pro wrestling. I don't know how that works out, but I mean, how does this happen? You go from wrestling in the United Wrestling Network, mostly a, a LA based wrestling company. Um, you have a, a date in, in Atlanta. I know personally you're wrestling single matches all across the country, you know, Texas, Florida, but now they got you and Slice Boogie as part of 5150 that pays homage to the LAX. You got Conan in your corner. Like, how does that all happen? So my my time with AEW had just ended. Um, I yeah. was on the tier zero contract with AEW, um, and my time had ended there. And you know, it, I wish things would have went differently. Obviously, sure. Um, I think I think I was still dealing with some some immaturity stuff. You know, I was kind of like wanting to be partying and living this crazy wild. I mean, you've you've known me long enough. You know how I am. Like, I wanted to be out partying and doing certain things, and I kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that it takes time getting to like, you know, like it takes some time and be like, all right, this guy's actually pretty cool. Cause I, I do come across as, 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 as arrogant and, and stuff like that. But I had an amazing time at AEW. I, I really always say thank you to Tony Khan and, and that whole team because they gave me so many opportunities to really show people who I was. Matter of fact, not to like sound like a fucking mark or whatever for myself. I was just in Target right now and somebody stopped me in Target while I'm buying all these Christmas gifts for my daughter. To, to ask me if, if I'm Danny Limelight. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, I saw you at AEW Elevation with Konosuke Takeshita. And I was like, that's my favorite match of all time, you know? Yeah. So it, AEW definitely, you know, created a lot of created a lot of opportunities for me, gave, put me in the ring with the best wrestlers in the world. I mean, um, you were in the ring with Kenny Omega for crying out loud. Yeah, twice. You know, yeah. I, got to, I, I got to lock up with him, John Moxley twice. You know, I had great matches with Ray Phoenix. Matt Seidel, Brian Cage, Kanosuke, the list goes on and on. They just kept serving me up the best that they had, and I'm super grateful for that, you know? And I think that kind of got more eyes on me, and as soon as my time there was there up, Conan hit me up. Shout-out to the OG Conan, recovering from his surgery. He's doing a lot better. He's doing some amazing things over at AAA right now. Um, he hit me up, and he said he has an idea, you know? And he says it's, he wants me and Boogie. And I was like, let's go. We already tag teaming. At the time, me and Boogie were still tag champs. At United Wrestling, um, and then once we got to MLW, you know, it was real quick work before we took the tag titles, you know, from those parks, and, and then we went to Puerto Rico and we grabbed the IWA Tag Team Championships um, over at Savio Vega's promotion, the IWA, um, and, and shout out to Savio Vega for bringing us out. He brought me out there a few times, man. It was just awesome to go out there to my country. Right. I, I say country, but really Puerto Rico's part of the United States now. Yeah, but no, but I mean go back to my home, you know, go home and wrestle and then not only that to become a champion there, you know, that that was a, a pretty big moment for me. So I'm super grateful to Savio Vega for allowing us to do that. And then allowing us to bring the belts back to America to defend them and the MLW tag champs against Los Parks in a ladder match. And I felt like, you know, it was just cool. We me and Boogie was doing amazing things there. You know, some personal things came up. Boogie had to step away for a moment. I'm not gonna put his business out there. Sure. You know, and then Conan got sick, and then Julius, you know, went went his way, and it kind of, you know, I was in and out with Homicide, in and out with Hernandez, trying to make something happen. And then there was just this weird moment where they didn't have nothing for me. You know, and Which, that happens a lot, man. Like it ha not not just you, but everyone in wrestling. Things change. Yeah, and you know, I kind of took it personal, you know, because I felt like, man, like. I think what really rubbed me wrong was that they had a 40-man battle royal show in New York City. And I'm the New York City kid, you know? Like, yeah. and I wanted to wrestle in New York. And they, they, they emailed me and told me they didn't have anything for me. 
And in my head, you know, I'm like, what the fuck you mean? You don't have anything for me. You have a 40-man battle royal. The least you could do is let me wrestle in front of my my home, my family, my hometown after all the work that I put in this last year with you guys. But they didn't have nothing for me. You know, I was left in the dark. And once I communicated them to them, like, hey, what, like what, you know, we had a good conversation. I'm like, what's going on, you know? They let me know what the issue was, was that they were trying to figure things out. They were trying to see if Boogie was coming back, but then Boogie got injured. It was just so much happening, you know? So I'm not going to put the blame on MLW, you know, even though I feel like they could have let me do a singles run there, you know, I still had time on my contract. I felt like we could have did some single stuff, but they didn't have nothing going forward. Um, We had a good conversation and we, you know, it was a mutual agreement to like, okay, let's go separate ways. Um, You know, I thank Court Bauer. I, I still thank them because... MLW, aside from United Wrestling, was the first company that really gave me a microphone. And they gave me a live mic, not pre-taped promos backstage. They, get, yeah. they, they thought it would be a great idea to put a live microphone in my hand in front of a crowd in Philadelphia. And I think that's when the whole mic on safety off little thing that I started doing happened. Yeah. And they just kept giving me a microphone. And I think that people, that's when, I feel like that's when people really started attaching themselves to me. Yeah, I was already, you know, getting popular and, like, having great matches and having fun. But I think when people started hearing me really talk, they were like, whoa. You know, and and, and I'm not six foot five. I'm not 250 pounds. You know, when I started wrestling, I was 150 pounds. You know, now I'm sitting here at almost 190 pounds. I put the work on to put the size on. Right. I feel like I'm one of the complete, I'm a complete package. You know, you put a microphone in my hand, I could, I could talk for five minutes off the freestyle, you know, with no, with no preparation. I could just talk about whatever. You know, you, you put me in the ring with whoever, big, small, medium size, luchadors from Mexico, luchadors from America, luchadors from Canada. I don't care. You put me in there with, with Japanese guys, with the Japanese style. You put me in there in a, in a tag team match. You put me in there in a, in a five-on-five elimination team filthy style match. You put me in there in a singles match and tell me you need me to go to uh, go an hour. I can do it all. Let's, you know? let's, go, and, back to and, Port- let's go back to Puerto Rico real quick because, again, yeah. that, that's something that interests me because that Puerto Rico is, for a long time was considered like sacred grounds for pro wrestling. You know, the, right. the Cologne family, you know, the, the – that just so much uh, positive was there for such a long time. Um, Absolutely. And, and you getting to wrestle there, you know, like, yes, I know not your immediate family was there, but the legacy, the, the Riviera family, uh, Rivera, excuse yeah. me, Rivera family coming from that land. Like, and you said it, that it meant a lot to you, but like, wh- what did that do for you in terms of like, how did that build your momentum as a, as a wrestler? You know, honestly, bro, it's like, you know, when people say they need to go to their home country to reset or to, to like, recenter, refocus, you know, to, like, get back in tune. It, it was such a good escape from America. Um, it was a, a, a beautiful escape from California. I was able to go out there and have a few days to myself before I actually having to wrestle. I got to party. I got to enjoy the island, enjoy the food, the culture. And just being able to wrestle in front of all these Puerto Rican people, like, it was dope, man. It's hard to explain what the atmosphere was like because, you know, when I wrestle in Mexico, there's 5,000 fans there going crazy, throwing vessels at me because they hate me because I'm Puerto Rican, right? But then I go there and there's people welcoming me, loving me because I'm there. I had such a good time. And then being able to become a champion there, man, that, that's, that, that's, to me, that, that was like, okay, that's like one of those things where I'm going to, cross off my bucket list that's one of the things where i'm going to remember this moment you know and it was even better that i got to do with my brother slice you know me and slice 
and Papo, the three of us, we have a really good relationship. Um, I feel like I'm closer to Slice just because I've spent more times on flights and hotels and shit like that with him traveling the road for MLW and IWA and stuff like that. You know, going to, we've, we've been to Mexico, we've been to Puerto Rico together, we've been to a bunch of states, you know. So I feel like my bond is closer with Slice, but I got a lot of love for Papa too. That's the OG, you know. And But being able to do that with Slice, to me, that was special, you know. Yeah. Now I'm hoping one day we could go all three of us, me, Papa, and Slice, and go whoop some ass out there, you know. So I was going to ask, is the door still open for you to make a return to of Puerto course. Rico? Of course. I was actually just talking to Savio about some stuff the other day, you know. I think that depending on how Sunday goes, you know, I, 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 I'm planning on walking in with nothing and walking out with everything that matters to me, the United Wrestling Network World Heavyweight Championship. And if that happens, then maybe, uh, maybe I'll take the belt to Puerto Rico and defend it over there. I mean, it's a world championship, right? The Puerto Rican flag is on it. Might as well defend it in Puerto Rico. Well, I mean, and again, I don't want to pull the cart before the horse, and I'm not, I'm not here to doubt you either. You know, there's a reason why they, yeah. the, the, the 400-plus fans in Irvine are chanting – uh, that's my champ when you walk out there with a microphone. So, I mean, there, there's obviously, a, you know, a, a better than, you know, nominal chance that you're going to. I mean, and that was that was all organic, you know. Yeah. Like, nobody told those fans to chant that. Nobody told those fans to chant, not my champ to Jordan. We've been telling <laughs> this story for over six months now. From the minute from the minute I changed from heel to face, you know, once that flip was made, the fans were behind me, you know, and. Jordan has done such a great job, you know, as much as it, it pains me to say, you know, he has his shady tactics and stuff like that, but I'm somebody who's very familiar with shady tactics. I've won matches plenty of different ways. I've won championships plenty of ways. I've, I've defended championships plenty of ways. So I, I get why Jordan feels like that's the way to go. And I respect his ambition. I respect his work ethic. I respect how he's doing it, not only at United Wrestling, but at NWA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I respect the opponents that he's beaten to stay champion because he's not wrestling Joe Schmo from SoCal Pro. You know, yeah. he's he's beating Frankie Kazarian. He's beating Chris Adonis. He's beating Coca Cabana, you yeah. know, Carlito. And some of those guys in their own right, you know, Coca Cabana's former two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. You know, Frankie Kazarian, <laughs> you know, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, Impact, Impact Champion, Champion, first ever AEW Tag Team Champion. You know, Carlito's what? United States champion, former tag champion. I think he was an Intercontinental champion before. You know, Chris Masters. You know, like all these guys that he's beaten were somebody in this business. And I said it in a promo, you know. He's beaten people who were somebody. Yep. And I'm the person that everybody wanted to be a nobody in this business. That was undeniable. You know, I, I got a lot of love for Carmelo Hayes at WWE. There's one thing he says on Twitter. He tweets it, and I'll read it, and I'm like, that's the fucking mindset. He wakes up and he says, I woke up and chose to be undeniable. And that, and that spe speaks a lot of who he is. And hopefully one day me and Carmelo Hayes will get in the ring and throw down. But that that him saying that I woke up and chose to be undeniable, that's how I, that's how I look at it. You know, I'm choosing to be undeniable. Nobody expected me seven years ago when I walked through the door to be the future United Wrestling Network World Heavyweight Champion. Nobody. I've been one of your biggest advocates, and I never thought that that was going to happen. And that's not me shit talking. That's just that's just what it was. And and, and it's just it, what it, it is. How many people come into this business and, and last more than five years? Last more than one year? How many people become a champion? How many people ever wrestle on TV? You know, the odds aren't aren't favorable for those for that. But I did it. I chose to be undeniable. I chose to to hit the weights. I chose to up my game. I chose to get in the ring with the best wrestlers. 
I chose to put it out there every time. I chose to grab a microphone and speak my truth. Do to you put think, myself in this position. Do you, do you think? And, and I'm 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 kind of just jumping everywhere now because we're, we're just we're just all over the place. But that's cool. That's fine. These are these are more relaxed interviews. It's just two dudes talking and the people are listening in the chat. Yeah. Do you think your opportunities in Hollywood enhanced your pro wrestling, or do you think your pro wrestling introduced these opportunities in Hollywood? Which which came first, the chicken or the egg? Shit. I think I think pro wrestling helped me as an actor and a stuntman for sure. Um, it got me more confident in front of the camera. I was always confident in front of the camera. Like I was never camera shy, nothing like that. But I feel like the confidence that I gained from being able to, to do it all in one take live. You know what I'm saying? In front of fans, in front of yeah. people where you don't have, you know, you can't mess up because right. then what do you do? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but now that I've been taking acting classes and I've been, been working on more bigger sets, you know, NCIS, Netflix, things like that, I feel like now that's also helping me with the professional wrestling, the timing, you know, timing is very important in wrestling, you know, and it's not just timing in the ring, it's timing in the microphone, it's timing when you're, you know, moments in between, I feel like the wrestling helped me get that. And now that in return is helping me understand wrestling more. You know, I watch my matches, not because I love myself. I do love myself, but <laughs> I watch myself, myself to like really study. What am I doing? What should I have done here? What did I do there? And I'm noticing now when I watch my matches now, when I watch my matches at AEW, I miss so many moments. So many things that I could have done when I was at AEW, the in-between moments that I skipped over, that I get now. Part of it was because I was still trying to figure out who Danny Limelight is yeah. in the ring. That was a really big part. And my mindset was, you know, I, I want to show how athletic I am. I want to get all this off. I want to, you know, get my shit in like my boy Brian K says, right? <laughs> and, I was, yeah. and I was missing, I was missing the moments. I had great matches. People, I mean, I was the most looked forward to, I believe, on Elevation and Dark when I was on it. People were really looking forward to my matches because they knew they were going to have a good show. But when I got to MLW, and I really, and then also when I really started working with Sandow, excuse me, Aaron Stevens at United Wrestling, he was the one that said, once you figure out who Danny Limelight is, who Danny Limelight Rivera is, who Danny Rivera is, it's going to become so easy for you. And is that where you're at now? I didn't, I didn't understand. You know, I'm like, but I, but why do I need to do that when I can just do this backflip off? The, you know, like when I can just do this, when I can just show how, you know. Then, between the work that Aaron Stevens put with me and then the work that I was doing at MLW with Boogie, I became so comfortable in the ring, which is being Danny Limelight. And maybe it was because when I got to MLW, they said you're Rivera now. And they, they didn't want the Danny Limelight name. They just wanted Rivera. But it's crazy because somehow I started as Rivera. And by the time I left there, I was being announced as Danny Limelight. Yeah. You know? But I feel like when I, when I got there and I really started playing with, okay, with this character, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm who? Yeah, that's facts. Danny has grown leaps. Thank you, Media M5. It's our boy, Mike. I, I, Sometimes known Mike, as what up, Mike? <laughs> was goody. Yeah, but but I really got comfortable with, with the character, with who I am in the ring. And now I sound like that old man in the locker room telling the guys, 
It's the in-between moments. Take your time. You don't need all this stuff. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I catch myself telling people the same things. Well, in, in, in uh, just as an observationalist, as someone who's been at quite a few of your matches in United Wrestling Network, watching you go from move, 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 move. Like now you see that, you take that minute, you do the shimmy, you kind of pay homage to Eddie Guerrero. You, you, you build off the fan base. You know, you're not just hit that move. All right, now hit the next move. Like you kind of soak it in. And yeah. that's like, you know. I, like, take, I, I take my time. I'm on TV. I got a pretty ass face. <laughs> I take my time. You're looking for some. If I'm, moving a, if I'm moving a thousand miles an hour in the ring trying to do all this shit, when is the camera gonna have time to really focus on my eyes? When is the <laughs> camera gonna have time to focus on my face? Fair enough. See what I'm thinking, see what I'm feeling. And I feel like that's when the fans got so attached to me. Yeah. Because I, I give them all of me every time I'm in the ring. I'm about to cut a promo right now. Just feeling it. That's that pent-up promo aggression. Here it comes. Let it go. Yeah, they feel it. They feel it. The fans know what wrestling really is. Let's be real. They know what wrestling is. It's on us to make them, even for a split second, believe in it. Yeah. When I'm in that ring and I look at the crowd when I'm in there and I just took a crazy powerbomb from Shane Hayes or I just took a brain buster from this person or Shane Hayes kicked me in my fucking back so goddamn hard. I keep saying Shane Hayes. I love Shane Hayes, but that motherfucker hits harder than a motherfucker. That's, as that's he should. That's one of my guys. I've 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 been yeah. watching Shane Hayes since he was in Australia, and that he, dude he is he is somebody who I will wrestle any day of the week because he's gonna give a hundred percent every goddamn time too. He's, he's a guy, and and this is the Danny this is the Danny Limelight podcast, but he's a guy that I'm fucking shocked that isn't in WWE still. Like, how could you not find something for that guy? You know what I mean? You know, his time, he's doing amazing things right now in Japan and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll, we'll see We'll see where life takes him. Hopefully, you know, it takes him where his heart desires. But it's those in-between that from when those moments that I let the crowd feel it. And I feed off of them. I hear them. I used to not be able to hear the crowd, Jay, because I was so focused on what I was doing in the ring. Right, right. But if you if you watch me now, you see, I, 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 I listen. I hear them. I hear me hinting screaming. I hear them chanting, that's my champ. I hear them saying, let's go, Danny. I hear them saying, you know, I, I, I hear it. And and can I can I point something else out? Because you say mi gente, mi gente, which, you know, is, is Spanish for my family. And what's what's funny is, like, when you were wrestling in Port Wainimi, I, I do believe that there was a larger Latino fan base. And yeah. you're in Irvine with a lot of white people and i'm not saying that race is everything but like those white people are saying mi gente mi gente i'm saying you know, mi gente. you know, know what's I mean? crazy bro you know what's so crazy is i have so many people even people in my building yeah because when i see people I'm, I'm i like to be social i like to be friendly I say, hey, what's up mi gente yeah. now people see me in my building they don't even know where it's from some of them don't even know i'm a wrestler a lot of them people a lot of the people in my building know what i do but the ones even the ones that i that don't know they hey, mi gente how you doing they probably don't even know what they are saying. <laughs> I have an I have an Egyptian friend, Mika, who's a filmmaker, a director. He's done a lot. I've done work with him before. He's done a lot of amazing things. He's part of the Golden Globes now in Hollywood. He says, mi gente. He calls me and answers like, mi gente. <laughs> it's, it's just so catchy. I yeah. hear people chanting it, you know, like, mi gente, mi gente. It means my people, my family. Like, yeah. Because without the people, 
Where am I going to go? Right. I turned the Irvine Improv, I turned SoCal, I turned that whole area into my home field advantage. And on December 11th, I'm walking in with home field advantage. It's like the Yankees in the World Series. Playing in the Bronx. <laughs> playing in the Bronx. Yeah. It's like it's like the Knicks in Madison Square Garden back in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's it's the home field advantage. It's like the Lake Show in the Grand Western uh, Great Western Forum. Uh, I got you. Workout <laughs> based though, you know. Yeah. It's you know what I was I was also looking up, man. I was watching I was watching Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. WrestleMania. 60-minute yeah. Iron Man. Do you know that Shawn Michaels was seven years in the company at that time in Anaheim fighting for the boyhood dream? Yeah. He started off as a taxi. Here I am, oh, seven shit. years with United Wrestling Network in the Anaheim, Irvine area, started off as a tag team fighting to fulfill my street kid dream. All right. So so let me, let me take it a step further because I was there. I was in Anaheim, and I'm going to be in Irvine, so – Hopefully you're the good luck charm. I don't think I'm going to be coming down from the ceiling, though. But right. ho- hopefully you're the good luck charm, then. So let's let's go a little bit back uh, to MLW, because I we talked about it. You said that they just yeah. didn't have anything for you. But, like, are we on good terms with MLW? If they call you tomorrow and say, hey, we have something for you? Absolutely. Is there anyone you're not I on good terms I had a good conversation with Court Bauer. You know, I told him I'll be more than happy to come back if you ever need me. I think there's a, I think there's money to be made with me versus Lince for the middleweight world championship. Oh, I Lince think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good matches out there that could happen at MLW. People that haven't wrestled before. Um, but you know, like I'm not I'm not there right now. You know, I'm a free agent. You know, I got a lot of dates coming up with New Japan. I'm part of Team Filthies. There's a lot of people there that I still want to wrestle. You know, um, and, and you know, there's there's other places I want to go. Being a part of Team Filthy and getting your foot in the door of New Japan Strong, like that opened up a lot of opportunities for you, obviously. Um, you know, the New Japan Strong did a lot of dates. I mean, you guys were out here in Riverside. You guys jumped out to to Hollywood. You, that's where you guys mostly are at now, but you've done shows in Washington. You've done shows in New York City, and you've been in tow with that. How has it been working for a company that's touring? Like, you're on the road with, with that team, and and what kind of bond do you have with with those guys? Royce Isaac, a guy you used to wrestle for that uh, heritage title, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Kratos. Uh, you know, you guys got a, a a great crew there. How how is that team filthy? Man, I, I look. I love being a part of New Japan. Um, just that name alone holds a lot of weight in professional wrestling. I don't think I would have got to AEW if I wasn't on New Japan. I don't think I would have got the respect and the appreciation that I got at AEW if I wasn't regular on New Japan Strong. Um, and being part of Team Filthy, man, I think that's the best thing that happened to my career at the time. You know, I I, I turned on Rocky. Remember, fuck you, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on Rocky, and I joined Team Filthy. And, you know, Tom Lawler, I said it before, I, I, the wrestling world doesn't deserve Tom Lawler. You know, I, I think that Tom is a fucking awesome guy. You know, I will I will carry that to my grave. Kratos is a beast. And then the West Coast wrecking crew, Royce and Jarrell, a great tag team. You know, they're they're all over the place too. All of us are all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And I, I think that what we have is so different compared to every other faction 
in New Japan. You know, yeah. we're the rascals, like not the rascal, but we're like that. The, the 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 black sheeps of the family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like we're the riffraffs. We're the filthy, f- filthy animals. You know what I'm saying? And, and and the our bond, man. After shows, we go out for drinks. We go out for food. We have a good time. I once took Tom Lauder to a strip club. It was awesome. You know, <laughs> bleed well, that saw, part out. <laughs> I saw I saw you and Tom. You know, you, that's the and that's the other interesting thing. Like you're in this group where there is an established tag team. You know, West West Coast Wrecking Crew, uh, former one percenters, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, that's the tag team. But you and Tom were out there in Vegas working FSW yeah. as a tag team, and it would yep, be the first I time with, to, see, to see you or Tom team with Kratos too. Yeah, I've teamed with Tom. I've teamed with Kratos. I usually mostly team with Kratos on Strong. I have teamed with Tom a few times. Um, as you see, this Sunday I'll be teaming with Tom and Bobby Fish. My first time working with Bobby Fish, which I'm excited for because the dude, the dude is a badass. You know, I, I was a huge fan of the stuff that he was doing with the Undisputed. You know, and he, God damn, she is beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted for. I've never, man, look. Anyways, as I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to be teaming with with, with, with with Bobby and Tom this Sunday, going against Eddie Homicide and Finley. I've wrestled Finley before. Finley is one of the most intense wrestlers I've ever wrestled. Um, being in the ring with Finley is a workout in itself. You know, he he he's somebody who's the future of New Japan. You know, I've been in the ring with Homicide. I've been in the ring with Eddie Kingston. Now we're doing it all together. But you see what Eddie, Homicide, and Finley don't have is that unit cohesion that Team Filthy has. Right. Yeah, Homicide and, and Eddie have that, that, that bond, but... It, it ain't the same as me and Tom. It ain't the same as me, Tom, and Fish. It ain't the same as Team Filthy. You know, those are my boys, man. And and, and I'm gonna carry that flag, that Team Filthy flag, as far as it takes me. What What do you think you'll when your career is all said and done? What do you think you'll be most remembered for? Uh, being a member of Team Filthy, the Bodega, the Fifty One Fifty. What What do you think people will always associate with Danny Limelight? Hmm. Not Los well, Primos for girls. <laughs> I guess that just depends on where my career ends up, you know. Yeah. You know, I would I would love to go to NXT with Slice Boogie, you know, and do something there, or or I would love to go to Impact with Boogie and Popo, or you know, I would love to I would love to you know have Boogie come to New Japan with us, you know, like there there are so many things that I would hey me and Boogie back go to AEW or just even if I'm by myself at NXT or AEW or Impact. You know, I feel like I still have a lot of years left in the tank. You know, I'm yeah. in great shape. I feel good. I'm healthy. I look good. You know, I haven't got a haircut because I'm waiting for the for this weekend to get my fresh cut. You know, but I'm still poppy as fuck. I think I'm going to be remembered for being one of the most innovative people in the ring who's damn good on a microphone. Somebody that you could put in any position and he's going to thrive, whether he's by himself, in a team, or in a faction. Right now, uh, majority of the people, you know, they remember my stuff at AEW, you know, um, there are people that, that, that like the New Japan fans, they love my stuff with Team Filthy. Yeah. And there are people mostly on the East Coast who love my stuff with LAX 5150, you know. And the Bodega, you know, I'm proud of the Bodega because me, Slice, and Papa were three very different people. Right. Papa's the OG, that, that father, that husband, that strong man, you know, that grounded man who, who, who has history of being a badass. Boogie's a real-life gangster. I've never seen somebody as gangster as Boogie in my life. We were in Puerto Rico with two beautiful women in front of us, and Boogie was still a gangster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then it's me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm me. So 
I love that we were able to come together and have that natural brotherhood, that natural unit cohesion to make something happen. All three of us could do it by ourselves. All three of us could talk on the mic. All three of us can wrestle by ourselves. But we have something where we can swap in and out and, and do it alone and do it together. And right now, even though I'm doing it by myself, I still I know they still got my back. I know if push came to shove, they were going to be there for me. I think I'm going to be remembered for being Danny Limelight, the poppy in the ring, the mi gente, you know, the person ready. that... Remember that? <laughs> like the the person that that was innovative, that came up with cool moves and 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 and, and just said whatever he wanted to say on the microphone and did not care. With that being said, and like I said, I'm jumping all over the place. I'm sorry, I, I didn't write down something to talk about. Nah, we talking, baby. We good. That, that's how I th- these interviews. I call them the sessions because it's just two dudes talking. You know, just talking about wrestling. Or, you know, when Ray's comes on, it's a chick. That's probably the only chick that's ever come on here. But um, <laughs> so when it comes to, like, uh, you, you kick down the door for New Japan Strong. You're part of Team Philby. You're solidified. You're a made guy in New Japan Strong. You're not going anywhere. Has there been any discussion or any opportunity or anything that sends you across the Pacific, maybe for a best of Super Juniors or anything like that? Like, has there been any discussion? I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm hoping soon. You know, I'm hoping to go out there to Japan and, and go see what that what that that life like. I mean, I lived in Japan when I was in the Marine Corps, so I know a little bit of something something about Japan. But I want to go out there and wrestle. I want to wrestle in front of those fans. Those fans love wrestling. You know. Yeah. Those fans are 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 passionate. They believe in this. They 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 want to see new talent. You know. And I feel like if I went out there for a tour, I think I'd have a great time. I think I'd have some great matchups with some great talent out there. And I and I look forward to it. Hopefully soon, you know. What? And I I'm I'm just gonna assume something here, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. You and Tito are good, right? You guys are you guys are okay, right? Bad dude, Tito. Yeah, I love Tito. Yeah, I love Tito. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually look. I, I don't know, you know. He he laughs and shit like that when I tell him, but I'm super proud of him. Oh yeah, he's somebody I, who finally got his chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this: like, who am I, right? I'm I'm just a guy that watches wrestling, talks about wrestling. You know, I try. I try to push you guys over the best that I can yeah, on my on my YouTube and on my Twitter and my Instagram. But I walked up to Tito after the last Holly, uh, the the last championship wrestling show. I said, "God damn, man! I am so proud of you. I am so proud to see you in the UK representing TMDK. I'm in, in Japan representing TMDK, brother. That's amazing. And and I look. I don't know if that's if that's in the cards for you, but man, I'm hoping it is." I want to see you. I want to see Team Filthy out in Japan. I want to see you wrestling for that junior heavyweight title. At the very least, being a part of the Super Juniors. You know what I mean? Like, it's a perfect place for a guy like you. Hopefully soon. Hopefully one day. Uh, I got another question in the. I'm I'm monitoring the chat. You know, everyone loves you and Boogie. They love the dynamic. Uh, A lot of the guys saw you. Hold on. Let's let's see. The Bodega could beat the Fixer. Damn, this poor Lord off the hook. My girl, my girl, I'm good. I was at that show. Danny killed it on the mic. Danny versus Kerry, Kerry Morton. I don't know if Kerry want that smoke. Danny versus Kobe. Leaps. Uh, Danny worked magic. Stand. I'm being talented in New York City. I know me some Puerto Rican. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Wrestling with the MMA. I've only been asked to take a tweet down on. on Danny's the one who asked. I post something about Chris Bowen on NCIS. Yeah, you can't be posting stuff, certain things with, 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 with the stuff that I'm doing on TV until it airs and stuff like that. Just trying to make sure that I don't violate any NDAs. Yeah. Boogie, Boogie got a great dynamic as a team. Absolutely. Shout out to Boogie. That's my boy. 
Hello, Terry. Bodega is awesome. Shout out to Willie in the chat. Hell yeah. Shout out to everybody in the chat tuning in to the Lions blog. We here. I'm in my car. Just did some Christmas shopping I'm, for my daughter. I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer because, uh, you know, I, I don't like I no rush, man. Yeah, you good. I ain't in no rush. Let's get to the let's get to the big, the big talk. What about the EC, uh, the ECWA, the Super Eight that they do every year out in Jersey? Is that something you've ever wanted to be a part of? I'm down, man. Any opportunity, especially if it brings me to the East Coast, that'd be cool to wrestle on the East Coast. I haven't been there. I haven't been since I wrestled Eddie Edwards in Rhode Island. The last time I was in the East Coast. What is it what like, you like working with Ray Phoenix? That's my boy, man. Shout out to Phoenix. I need more. That's that's my boy. That's mi gente. Um, it was a great match. You know, I've known Phoenix since 2016 on the Indies. Um, then obviously in Tijuana, I've known him. We, we we met a few times out there. But I think my time at AEW, me and him grew pretty close. We uh, I was on his shows out here, the, the, the Republic of Lucha shows out here. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time with those. Those are some awesome shows. Shout out to Phoenix. Shout out to Penta. You know, they're doing amazing things right now. The the trios champ. Yeah, I knew they were gonna kick ass, though, man. You know, those those dudes are super talented. What about, in the world. What What about you? And this is just me throwing it out there because I've seen you guys already talking. What about you and Lindsay going to Pro Wrestling Gorilla as a tag team? That'd be cool. We call it I mean, PDs. I know. Look, I know. I know that there's uh there's something going on because a guy as talented as you should be in a place like Pro Wrestling Gorilla for whatever reason that hasn't happened, but. I mean, they throw you with if they throw you with Lince Dorado. I mean, how how could that be denied? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why I'm not there. You know, it's it's all wrestling politics, or maybe I'm not good enough. I don't want to make excuses. Maybe I got to work harder. Let's say that I'm not there because I need to work harder, Jay. I mean, look, whatever you need to say to get you in the right mindset. I mean, it's it, it's it's almost criminal. You know what I mean? But that's 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 just one guy's opinion. I'll tell you, man, I haven't been to a pro wrestling gorilla show since my oldest daughter was born. That was 18 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been a while for me. I've never been I've never been to a show. I've seen them. I've watched footage. Yeah. Obviously, it's a goal of mine, especially being a SoCal local, you would think. But, you know, I just got to work harder. Maybe I'm not good enough yet. I know you're saying that, and you're just biting your tongue. And I, I respect you. I respect you for doing that, because that's probably the smart thing to do. Let's change subjects. So let's talk about uh, this Sunday, man. Uh, Irvine, your second home. You're home away from home. First of all, home away from home. who the hell books a match where they're facing Homicide in Kingston and, and, and Finley and then decides, oh, yeah, now I'm going to go wrestle for the world title down, you know, two hours down the road. What, what are you thinking, man? What's going on there? I'm trying. I'm trying to work harder. You're trying to work. I'm trying to get better, so I can wrestle at PWG one day. Well, I mean, undeniable, right? Like, Honestly, uh, man, I'm look, look. The only way to get there is to show that you belong there. Yeah. What better way to show I belong than wrestling David Finley, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, and New Japan, and then wrestling Jordan Clearwater and whooping his ass and becoming world champion in Irvine, a United Wrestling Network presented by Car Shield. That's your plug, you're, Dave. You already got your cut. You're already ready to be the company man. I mean. You still gotta beat hey, the guy before they call you the face, but I mean you're heading that direction, bro. I'm, listen, man, I'm the face of the company. I just ain't got the championship to prove it. All right. Well, I mean, you've held the tag titles. You held those for a long time. Who are some of the people you like to wrestle in in Hollywood? Who are the guys that you like to 
be in the ring with? You've been there for a long time. Shane Haste, um, Martinson, Kevin Martinson. Oh, he's a fucking amazing. He's great. Uh, Jordan's great. He got a lot of potential. Drew Diz is great. Honestly, you know, Willie Mack, Bateman. There's a, there's a bunch of guys there. Bateman. Um, You've been in the ring with all these guys recently. Yeah, recently. That's how I know. I still got the bruises on my body. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, let's talk about people I would like to see there. You know, I, if, if and when I become world champion, you know, obviously my first defense will be against Eddie Kingston at the Red Carpet Rumble. But I can't look that far until I get past Jordan Sunday. Right. We're talking potential opponents in the future. You know, Leo Rush been ducking me long enough. <laughs> that match should have happened five years ago. <laughs> JT Dunn is somebody from the East Coast that I would like to see come back to the West Coast. All right. I think he could do great things there. Um, Chavo Guerrero. See, now that Matt would Hardy. be. I see. I saw you tweet that the other day that you want to. You still want to wrestle Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy, man. Yeah, that guy's a genius. It's not. It's not in the cards right now, but also Ricochet. I saw you. Uh, you call you didn't call him out, but you complimented him, and he threw it right back at you. A little mutual yeah. admiration there. Yep. Shout out to Ricochet for showing love back. You know, pe- you know, real and recognize real. You know, um, who else would I like to see come out this way, man? John Morrison. Oh yeah. Okay, I see that. Willie Bone wants yeah. to know if you've ever wrestled Jordan Cruz. Yeah, I've wrestled Jordan a few times now. Shout out to Jordan Cruz, man. Current TV champion. He's doing great things. Uh, wrestling with MMA wants to know, have you heard any rumblings about playing Spider-Man? No, unfortunately not. You know, I think Tom Holland pretty much got that in the bag. And, you know, congrats to Tom Holland. Got engaged to Zendaya. So he's living the life, bro. He's living your he's life. Living, he's living the life that I want. You know what I'm saying? If he was the United States. Avengers paychecks. If he if he was United Wrestling Network World Champion, he got everything. Yeah, he wouldn't take that from me. Matter of fact, I want to wrestle Tom Holland. <laughs> there it is. I want to wrestle Tom Holland. Bring your ass here, Spider Boy. <laughs> you know there've been some. Uh, Win- some... Winner keeps the mask. <laughs> oh, you can have some fun with that. Yeah. Uh, so you've wrestled pretty much everywhere uh, where wrestling is. Is big. Where where's some place you wrestled? I haven't wrestled WWE yet. Haven't oh. wrestled there. Okay. Haven't wrestled NXT. I mean, these are, and, and the thing when you say these things, it sounds like for anyone else, it might be just you know shouting into the vacuum, right? Like, man, I'd love to wrestle in NXT, but it's not like you don't know people. You know what I mean? It's not like there isn't like I'm not saying there's a pipeline, but I'm saying that there's people that are aware of you. You know what I mean? It's not like it's it impossible. Hopefully one day I shall keep working harder to get better. <laughs> Somebody in the chat mentioned they wanted to see you wrestle Colby Carino. There's rumors that he's going to the WWE. Uh, there's rumors that they might be starting the, the cruiserweight division again. I mean, obviously, if they come knocking at your door, you're going to answer that one, right? Of course. Wide open. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's always been. It's no. It's no disrespect to any company, but it's always my dream as a kid to wrestle the WWE. Well, sure. And, I wrestle, that, who doesn't want to wrestle at WrestleMania? You know, who doesn't want to wrestle at Madison Square Garden? If anyone tells me they don't want to wrestle at WrestleMania, I think, man, you're you're lying. Full of it. Uh, media. Listen, listen, has, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. What's this? What about wrestling for Joyce Promotion? Stand out of Warriors of Wrestling. 
Warriors are wrestling in Staten Island. I thought it was Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Mike, maybe you're getting mixed up with a different promotion because I know Warriors are wrestling in Chicago or near Chicago, Illinois. I'm confident that plenty of times they kind of keep giving me the runaround too. But you know what? I stopped. I really pretty much stopped contacting any companies. I've reached out to a lot of these companies a while back. They kind of gave me the, oh, we don't really have nothing for you right now, brother. Da, 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 da. And, you know, some of them have hit me back do their shows no more. But there's still some that I'd want to do. I'd still want to do Warrior. I'd still want to do Defy. I'd still want to do Limitless up in Maine. I'd want to do House of Glory. You know, those main ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So we've got Sunday is the big you know, match. I, say, I, I always say, I always say WWE is where I want to go next. You know, because there's there's a lot of guys that have never wrestled that I want to wrestle. You know, I'd want to I'd want to wrestle Ricochet. Want I'd want to wrestle Ali. I'd want to wrestle Carmelo Hayes. You know, I'd I'd want to wrestle. You know, fuck, who wouldn't want to wrestle Sami Zayn? Yeah, Santos. You know, like there's a lot of people that I've never wrestled before that are there that I would like to wrestle. Yeah. Did you miss? But yeah, like you were saying the big match. Were Were you just a little bit too late to get to that Lucha Underground? Because that seemed like it would have been a good place for you to be too. I would I would have loved it there. Um, yeah, I think I think I I had just started wrestling when that kicked off. So Sunday, I mean, obviously the big match. You got two really big matches. Obviously, one of them is for a title, and that to me is a significantly more important because. Uh, as a title, this, yeah, this title right here, this company means everything to me. This, I was gonna I'm say, wrestling for the title, you know, Dave Marquez is, is somebody who, who put you over, who gave you opportunity. What would it mean for you to be his champion? I mean, look, I've seen the list of names he wanted for that belt initially, you know, like th- th- this didn't happen overnight. This has been in the works for 12 years, and there's some amazing names that he wanted to be champion. Obviously, things didn't work out the way he wanted. Um, you know, I'm not going to disparage anybody else, but Jordan Clearwater has had a great run with the championship. Um, you know, what, do, what, what, what does it mean to Danny Limelight if his name goes underneath that placard, Limelight on the belt? It means a lot, bro. It means everything. You know, United Wrestling Network. United means together. When I think of together, I think of having all my people together, mi gente. I think of everybody coming together as one. You know, I'm fighting. I'm fighting as the underdog, man. You know, Jordan calls me Daniel in his promos. He says he's the mountaintop. I'm at the bottom looking up at him. I'll never get there. He's just another figurative metaphor for what the system is and what the system has always been for me, whether it was when I was in the military, whether I was in A or B or C company. There was always <coughs> a system that looked at people like me and said I would never get there. I would never be that person. And I'm pretty sure if you line me up, with all the other talent in United Wrestling Network a year ago, maybe even a week ago, I, I wouldn't have been the one you picked. Now, a week ago, you would have picked me. But but <laughs> what I'm saying is when that belt, I wasn't even I wasn't even in the initial tournament no. for the belt. I wasn't even party. Uh, I probably wasn't even a thought for the tournament. You know what I'm saying? And to have to get to this moment where I fought through the golden opportunity tournament. And I beat some amazing talent who have wrestled everywhere. You know, Shane Hayes was there. He was at WWE, New Japan. You know, yeah. Willie Mack, Bateman, all these guys. You know, Bateman, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Willie, Willie Mack, Triple A, yeah. Lucha Underground, Impact, you know, New Japan. You name it, he's been there as well. You know, MLW. 
I put myself in this in this in this place. I I, I put myself in position to have this opportunity because this company meant so much to me. It's not bullshit coming out of my mouth. Right. I don't wear this shit just to wear it. Like I I I give this company so much credit to where I'm at in my wrestling career because if David Marquez and his crew did not give me a chance when that company kicked me out of their school, I would not be wrestling. I would not have been able to afford the life that I live now through wrestling. Yeah. You know, I made a lot of money wrestling last year, the last two years, since the pandemic. I had a job <laughs> during the pandemic because of wrestling. That's that's crazy in and of itself. And And it started here. I became a TV wrestler because of this company. Yeah. I traveled the world because of this company. Maybe not on the road with United specifically, but you think that, where do you think I met Rocky Romero at to get my New Japan tryout? Right. At Dave Marquez's company. Who was directing and producing at MLW when I was over there? David Marquez and his crew. be the champion for this company because this company means everything to me. It's not, it's not, it's not a game. It's not just words coming out of my mouth. I fucking bleed this shit. Yeah. I don't let nobody talk bad about this company. I don't let nobody talk bad about David Marquez. I don't let nobody talk bad about anybody at United Wrestling when I'm around. It's not because I'm a kiss ass because I'm about as real as it fucking gets and far from a kiss ass. <laughs> I've seen the first time. I'm loyal as fuck. I'm loyal as fuck. And I owe this company my wrestling career. So now I'm going to become the champion. That's, that's, I mean, like, look, man, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. We're, we're all waiting to say, uh, that's my champion, uh, on December 11th and Irvine improv tickets are still on sale. Now you can get them at, uh, I think it's on the United wrestling network website. Uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the, in the description later, but obviously this is going to be a big night for you on two fronts. I just a few more questions. Cause I we're running out of time. But uh, I know that you wrestled in the auditorium in Tijuana. It's one of my favorite wrestling venues I've ever been to. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't ever get to see you there, but I've been there. I got to see a lot of cool wrestling take place there. Um, that's a very historic building. Of course, to Lucha Libre, it's a very historic building. What was it like when you stepped into that, into that venue? Man, I was so young in the business. It was 2016. Conan was the one that brought me in. And I opened the show that, that had Hijo de Santo in the main event. Phoenix was on that card. Lince was on the card. That's when I first met Lince. Penta was on the card. Willie Mack was on the card. Um, Black Taurus was on the card. Uh, Ray Horace was on the card. Puma King was on the card. And I think the opening match was me. Me versus Douglas James. Yeah. And it was 5,000 people there screaming and at that time in my life, that was my WrestleMania moment. You know, you, at that time in my life, I said, if I never wrestle again, this is enough for me. Have you, have you ever wrestled in a venue bigger than that? Like, have you been more than 5,000 at a venue? No. I mean, because I was I mean, there. It, I mean, New Japan had good numbers before. And in, in D.C., New, New Japan had a good amount of numbers. Um AEW had some good numbers when I was there right right before, right at the end of the pandemic before I left there. I got to wrestle in front of a live crowd. I wrestled Uno, I think, in front of a live crowd. 
that was fun. But yeah, no, you know, even MLW, you know, when they used to pack the, the 2300 arena in Philly, used to be super loud out there and stuff like that. But I think the biggest, the most capacity would be that building. I was lucky enough to go to the building uh, September 15th, 2020. Uh, we we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Or no, excuse me, 2021. Excuse me. We we're still in the middle of the pandemic. And that place was rocking and rolling. There were so many people in there. I was, I was, I loved it. I loved it because they're, yeah. Everyone who was there was passionate about it. It wasn't like you didn't see guys on their phones. Out like I was there with my camera recording shit, right? And there was a few other guys out there recording stuff. But for the most part, it wasn't people just on their phones. You know, it was people that were invested. Kids were there. Parents were there. Families were there. And it was just a really good vibe for pro wrestling. That was one of my favorite venues of, you know, that when, when it's all said and done, I'm like, well, I got to see wrestling there. You know what I mean? Like, Grand Olympic Auditorium in yeah. the Auditorium de Tijuana. I, I'm pretty good too. Those are my WrestleMania moments. Hell yeah! Hopefully one day I'm gonna have an actual WrestleMania moment, or at least, at least wrestle in Madison Square Garden. Well, I mean, look, uh, first step is Sunday, right? You win the United Wrestling Network yep. title, then, then on January 24th, you know, God willing, you're holding that belt. Then that means you're facing Eddie Kingston. A lot of eyeballs are gonna be on you in Mesa, Arizona. I got my ticket. I bought my ticket. I will be there. I'll get my cameras ready because I want to see something exciting. Regardless of if you're in the main event or if you open the card, I'll be there to, to take your photo. Uh, what what What's yeah. exciting to you right now? I mean, obviously, Sunday's a big deal, but what's got you fired up into 2023? Right now, man, I'm just focused on, on Sunday. You know, I... There are a lot of things that are, that are coming in the future, um, a lot of things that I want, a lot of things that I'm going to go get, a lot of things that have already been sent my way. But Sunday is the most important match in my life. Both matches are big. Yeah. Know? One of them Huge. is one of the biggest companies in the world, New Japan. And I need to do this, you know? Like, I need to get past Sunday and roll into the holidays with my daughter, happy as hell, ready to bring in the new year. And coming into 2023, you know, I want to I want to wrestle everywhere. You know, I want to wrestle on TV for other companies. You know, I want to I want to dip my feet in whatever water is ready to have have me there. I want to do more stuff in Hollywood. I have a lot of bunch of auditions coming up that I got to take care of. Um, I got some projects coming on the pipeline that I got to work on. Um, but I'm just trying to get get, get all over the place. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to start writing my book. Um, it's called From Streetlights to Limelight. It's my biography, autobiography. I, of my I love life. it. I love that's a great name. That's the name, nice. the name is awesome. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought, I thought I was thinking of a name for it for a while, and and that was the one that I was like, this is the one right here. It's the one that defines me the most. So I'm gonna start working on my book. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of things that I want to do, you know. But I, my my sole focus is Sunday. I've been I've been in the gym hard. I've been training hard. I've been eating right. I haven't been partying. I haven't been drinking alcohol. I'm, I'm drinking water and Arizona iced teas, man. Shout out to Arizona staying loyal, 99 cents all these years. You know, <laughs> Even during uh, inflation. <laughs> even during inflation. Maybe this is a sign that I'll be defending the world title at Arizona right here. Oh, you, got, you did that on purpose, man. Don't stop. Stop messing. I'm such a worker. No, I'm <laughs> You're working on right now, Dan. All right, man. So we're going to wrap it up here. 2023 is coming to an end. Uh, 
God willing, you walk into 2023 as United Wrestling Network champion. Uh, you're going to wrestle everyone. You want to go everywhere. You're going to do everything. What's going to be the highlight of your 2023? Signing my name. That's that's beautiful. All right, man. Well, good luck. I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. We're going to have a hell of a time. Um because I know thank you so much for the Jake now. Yeah, we're gonna get you a hat too. Do you want a hat or a t-shirt? What do you want? Oh yeah, look at this, look at this hairline, man. I ain't got a haircut in like two weeks, so I need to definitely that. I got a I got beanies, I got both. Let me get a beanie. I'll wear a beanie in the gym. All right, I'm gonna get something settled. If you got a shirt, obviously, if you got a shirt, obviously I'll get a shirt. But if you only got beanies, I'll take a beanie, man. No, no, I mean I I don't got nothing right now, but I'll get you something. Oh, all right, man. Well, then we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Happy, happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, I hope that the sky's the limit for 2023 for you. I think you already know that we'll, we'll probably have you on sometime in 2023 to talk about all the awesome things that have happened to you and, and everything that's going to continue to happen. But uh, we'll wrap it up here. You're my friend. You're my gente. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best in 2023, brother. Thank you, Jake. How much love. Shout out to the Lions Block for always having me. I'll see you guys soon, all right? Yeah, you have a good one. Thanks for checking out the pre-party, a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. You should hit that subscribe button and join our community. I also want to remind you that we recap NWA Power every Thursday at 8 p.m. in the live stream. We try to stay social, so find us at the Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are the Alliance.